With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This league uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on another edition of This League Uncut. We are taping this on Thursday night. Only one game tonight. Everybody out there focused on the NFL draft. Not Stein, not Haynes. We're here. Talking hoops, also decompressing after an absolutely crazy Wednesday. Chris, I know you were on the sidelines for Warriors Kings, which as amazing as that was, we can barely get to because uh, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Grizzlies legend Zach Randolph. Help us preview tonight's, and I say tonight's because, of course, this will be dropping Friday, so Z-Bowl, help us preview game six of Grizz Lakers. See if the Grizzlies can make good on Desmond Bain's prediction that this thing is going seven. Lakers better finish it off. I would not want to be going to Memphis for a game seven if I'm them. But again, not much bandwidth and space to talk about Lakers Grizz or even Warriors Kings or even the Knicks advancing and the Cavs being eliminated. We will get to all that eventually. But I mean, we got we got to start with with the Bucks. Losing that game five, um, I, I'm I'm still trying to digest it. I've been trying to write all day, putting this in perspective with the printed word. Because yes, we've seen number eights beat number ones before, but not like this. Not you know, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo not being able to basically he only played 11 minutes in the first three games. That's certainly a factor, and probably a factor people aren't discussing enough, but to lose that game five at home. I mean, at the very least, after Jimmy Butler rumbles for 56, at the very least, you think Milwaukee's going to win at home and take this thing back to Miami. And instead, it was just, I mean, it was just a flat out, I mean, choke job is polite. I mean, they had a 16-point lead going into the fourth quarter and just throughout the fourth quarter and overtime, they looked like a team that had never been there. And this is a team that won it all two years ago. I don't, I mean, CH, I don't know how you could have monitored it because your game was going on at the same time. I mean, that was the other thing. It was just crazy last night trying to keep track of 
both of these games. So I'm sure when you came away from Warriors Kings, which was plenty heated and tight and wild itself, you just must have been shocked when you yeah saw what happened to the Bucks. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't keep up because yeah, I was doing that game. But the last thing I saw, you know, Lakers Memphis, I saw the Lakers were close with Memphis. That's the last I saw. I saw the Bucks had a good lead on the Miami Heat. That was the last I saw. And I was monitoring a little bit of the Cleveland and New York series, which it it just looked like from the start that the Knicks were going to take that. So I wasn't surprised with that. But I was surprised with the Lakers, and I was surprised with the Milwaukee Bucks folding like that. And that is brutal. You know, I covered the Miami Heat's that that play the play in that they had to beat the Chicago Bulls to get into the postseason, and so I was thinking like, wow, that's that's a prize. You get in and <laughs> you get in because no, the Bulls because no, excuse me, Miami Heat they lost their first play in. Remember that? I, who did they play? Their first play in game. Yeah, they lost to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. They and lost they, to Atlanta. They had to come yeah. from behind to, to beat Chicago. From, and, exactly. Yeah, you know, they so, did not look good in the play-in round whatsoever. You looked very good in your in your all-white <laughs> suit, but the Heat but no, I didn't awful see it. in the play-in game. I, I didn't see. I didn't see this at all. So I'm like, okay, well, you did all that work to get into the playoffs. Good luck. You got the Milwaukee Bucks first round, number one seed, and then Jimmy just turns it up like that, man. God, I. I don't know who could have imagined that. I surely didn't. And that is, it definitely puts uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in a bit of a conundrum this offseason as far as what do they do next. Yeah, I mean, look, the first focus is going to be Mike Budenholzer. And there's so many things went wrong in game five. And it's not just that. I mean, again, this, this team was championship or bust. And... You know, to only win one game in the first round. Um, look, Mike Budenholzer was under huge pressure the year they won it all. And obviously winning the championship quieted that. But, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, is this something, is this kind of exit something he can recover from? And when you talk to people around the league, you know, there's a lot of skepticism that 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 there's any way back for him at this point. Um, now he still has two years left on his deal, sixteen million. Those are substantial figures, um, but you know Milwaukee doesn't have flexibility to change the roster. I mean, they're going to be, you know, they've got Chris Middleton as a player option, Brooke Lopez heading for free agency, with the new tax rules coming in, it's going to make team building very complicated. A coaching change might be the only really significant change that they can make. Everybody in the league's talking about this right now and wondering how drastic the changes are going to be. I mean, you obviously know Giannis quite well, uh, and you had the you know pretty in depth interview him right at the end of the regular season. We all saw him in his post game interview, and you could already see how how hard he's taking this. But I guess I, I really don't want to ask you to jump into his head, but I guess I am kind of asking you to jump into his head. Like, what do you see for Milwaukee's immediate future, man? Yeah, so obviously Coach Bootenhoser is going to get a lot of scrutiny, and he has. And you have to – yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely think his role is going to be evaluated. The The only question I have when it comes to that is 
who else is out there? Where's the upgrade? So you can make the case that Nick Nurse is out there, Kenny Atkinson with Golden State Warriors. Um, like, is there another name out there that brings championship cachet, that brings instant credibility, and someone who you can clearly say, yeah, that's an upgrade over Bootenhoser? Is that candidate out there? Um, then you look at, does Ty Lue come, become available? I don't think so. I know we'll touch on the Clippers a little bit later. But I, I just don't know if there's, you know, it's it's like the Portland Trailblazers, for one. Yusuf Nurkic gets a lot of crap thrown his way on social medias and, and the airwaves, you know, talking about his inconsistencies. Um, and, you know, valid. You know, some of the things are valid. But still, Nurk as he is, is a top, what, he's a top eight center in the league. So you take him out, like, where's the upgrade? And how can you get that upgrade? And so that's what I look at when I you know, look at this situation with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's, it's tough, but definitely I think something has to be done. And oftentimes the, the coach is the first move to make. Yeah, look, if we're talking championship coaches at this point, Nick Nurse is the only one who's you know, available and has that championship pedigree that that obviously jumps out. But, you know, by the same token, when you see that Toronto uh, didn't get Ime Udoka and Ime Udoka is going to Houston. And and so when you see the initial names of that Toronto is looking at, I mean, they're they're pretty much all from the assistant ranks. And it's the same thing that. You know, Toronto felt like a new voice was needed after five years of Nick Nurse. And, you know, that will be the question in Milwaukee. Is it just a matter of not necessarily that, uh, you know, there's a coach with five rings out there, but is it just maybe time for a different voice and a different approach? Because, look, the Bucks won the championship in 2021. First title for that franchise in 50 years, and not a soul can take that away. But when they've lost in the playoffs over these last five years, it's been rough, and this was the roughest of them all. I mean, the stat is astounding that uh, in franchise history, with a with a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, in franchise history, the Bucks were seventy four and one in the playoffs, and then they lose Game Four and Game Five, blowing a double digit lead in the fourth quarter, and Giannis played both those games. Now, maybe he's compromised somewhat because of the back, but Giannis was out there for the last two and for them to lose in that fashion. I mean, this series is rough any way you look at it. I know Giannis's phone has been ringing off the hook, whether that's calls or texts from players trying to see what, what you going to do, what you going to do, what you thinking. I know that for sure. Just I'll just say that. But does he even listen to that, or you know, I, 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 I guess I was all, always under the impression that he tunes that stuff out. Tunes it out. Uh, what do you, what do you mean, listen? You mean listen like as he entertains it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's reached that. I don't think it's ever reached that point where he's entertained it, entertained it. But hey, and he look, he's got a decision. You know, he's eligible for for an extension in September, is that something he wants to pursue or with, 
I think two two guaranteed years on left on his deal. Does would he rather just you know play it out and and see where the franchise is? You know, so he he's got decisions to make. But yeah, I mean that Bucks organization, it's going to be a lot of difficult choices, and nothing is super easy. And I think we can say the same for the Clips. You know, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday for release Friday. Lawrence Frank did his season-ending media today in Clipperland, and it's the same thing. Uh, you know, they have no easy way. They're so far into the tax already. And with the new CBA, you know, do the Clippers really have the option of trying to retool, or do they just have to hope that they can finally keep Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the court and get something closer to a full season from them? Are they going to be able to keep Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley? Are they going to be able to re-sign Russell Westbrook with the constraints that are coming in? Um, because the tax is going to be so much more punitive. Um, you know, it's you know, when you listen to Lawrence Frank today, he it sounds like he wants to bring everyone back. He said uh, they they do want to re-sign Russell Westbrook. He said he has no reason to believe that Ty Lue wouldn't be back as coach, that they want to keep building around Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But just like Giannis, uh, Kawhi and, and PG, they're also both eligible for major extensions this summer. And if you're the Clippers, you know, do you commit to those based on the injury history that those guys have? And I think we talked about in our last episode, like with that new arena, Intuit Dome, that's going to be ready for the 2024-25 season. I don't think you can do much that on that roster that's going to jeopardize taking you out of contention to be a, you know, to, to pursue a title. You know, let's take Kawhi. Kawhi and Paul George, both of those guys. Like, I don't – do they look at trying to move one of those guys? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they can. I I have a hard time seeing it, even if they really did look into. Yeah, I do to too. Do because it. I think even if you even if you make them available and try to move them, what kind of value are you going to get given the injuries exactly. that these guys have been piling up? I mean, they're obviously a force when they're out there together, but they played in less than forty games together this season. Tyloo said, "When Kawhi and Paul George plays in the series." When they're healthy, they haven't lost. That speaks volumes on the tenure of those guys as Clippers thus far. They haven't lost, but yet they continue to lose, if that makes sense. And look, even in this series, I mean, even with just Kawhi in the first two games, I mean, they had the Suns very concerned. And, you know, the last two, three months of the season, we were all saying it. This looks like Kawhi at his Toronto best. There are so many teams in this in this league right now that are kind of at this just facing major, major, major decisions. I mean, Minnesota out now. What are they going to do? Are they going to actually consider shopping Carl Anthony Towns? Because obviously Anthony Edwards is the build around piece now, and I don't think they're going to have much luck if they try to move Gobert after the, the, the debut season he had in Minnesota. So. What's Minnesota going to do? What's Dallas going to do? What's Portland going to do? Um, and that's that, that that's just the West. You know, Golden State, 
would fall into that category if they lost early. But now as we record this, the Warriors have seized the three, two lead and have a chance to finish the Kings off at home. Uh, you know, Washington in the East, Toronto in the East, uh, Milwaukee now with question marks. I mean, it, it's at least a third of the league that, that has, you know, that is it, it looking at just major, major decisions here in the off season. What did you think about um, the revelation Stein of Kawhi Leonard torn meniscus. Yeah, you know, that, that that whole thing was just crazy. I mean, it was just very, you know, he went from playing the first two games to to suddenly he's out and, you know, it was only announced as a knee sprain and then it comes out right after, was it right after the series or yes. late in the series? That it's, right after it's the series. A, yeah, it's, it's, it's a torn meniscus. They say, I guess the early projections are, you know, Lawrence Frank was pretty adamant that Kawhi is going to be recovered by the start of the season, but it's just how many times, how many times is something like this going to happen? Yeah. Kawhi, as told to me, he's still trying to figure out his plan of attack and how he's going to handle this. Is, is surgery going to be required? Is this something he can just rehab on his own? So he's in the process of trying to figure that out right now. All right. Well, let's spin it forward. Cause again, this is dropping on Friday morning tonight, later tonight, Huge game six in LA. And we have a special guest. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, this is a rare treat arranged by Mr. Haynes. This podcast, we're putting this out on the morning of game six, a pivotal game six, Grizzlies at Lakers. And to my great surprise, but a welcome surprise, Grizzlies royalty is joining us now. You know him as Zebo. Zach Randolph is here making his debut on the This League Uncut podcast. Mr. Randolph, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. How you doing? Chris, All how y'all doing, man? Glad to be here. 
Hey, man, it's all love, bro. It's all love. We've been wanting to do this for, for a minute, so glad we got to it. Well, let's just get right to it. Desmond Bain says your Grizzlies are going to win this game six and force it to a game seven. What do you see in the Zach Randolph crystal ball? I agree with Desmond. I think um, they got their momentum going. You know, you got that win. You got these guys coming in, playing confident, and uh, believing they can win. And once you got that in you, you can believe you can win. You go into their home and you shock everybody, and that's how they go. Zach, you can't. You came up in an era, man, where well, you didn't do too much talking. You had to talk when when it was necessary, but pe- people knew not to not to, you know not to take it there. If they wanted to take it there, they knew there'd be some smoke. So, <laughs> but nowadays you got you you got the Memphis Grizzlies who you know they've been bringing it. They've been bringing it with their with their mouths, and they bring it. They brought it with their game to a certain point, but it hasn't gotten to that level. So when you hear all the criticism about the Memphis Grizzlies and they're doing too much talking, they haven't accomplished anything enough to be dancing, talking, parading around like they're Muhammad Ali or something like that with, with the with the chatter. What is what do you see? I know you're close to it, but what do you see? How do you assess Man. how the Memphis Grizzlies conduct themselves? I think they conduct themselves like any other young NBA team that's in the you know that's playing. All these guys are young to me. They all do it, you know, not the Grizzlies, you know, the Rockets, the, you know, all these young guys, that's what they do now. It's the generation. And I think um, I like it, you know what I'm saying? I like the, the trash talking. I like them going back and forth. And, you know what I'm saying? It's part of the game. Make the game better. Make the game funner. as long as you keep the game fun and clean. But, you know, I think they, just like any other young team in the league, they do, do the same amount of talking, you know? Your playing days, who was the best trash talker or who was someone that you felt like, Man, you doing all this trash talking, but you ain't did nothing yet. What, what, was there? What comes to mind when I say that? Man, that's a good question. See, like I, you know, K, I know KG used to talk a lot, but you know, KG back it up though. For sure, for you know sure. I mean? So you know, he ain't one of them guys. But you know, you know, like our era a little different, man. We ain't really, you know, guys didn't really do that too much. You know, what I mean, like I, I didn't, I never had to argue with no guy or you know, you know, me and Reggie Evans, we used to get into it but you know we wasn't you know we was for real you know he was gonna yeah. fight I was gonna fight so it was like you know we talking to each other on the low like you know it's gonna go down but like it's just different now I think a lot of guys just you know they ain't fight but I like the you know I like it you know I like where it's set like how they go at each other now and you know they let it go a little bit so I like that that part of the uh, game where it's set but I ain't, ain't too many guys back then really you know, they talk talk stuff. You know, you like KG, he talk a lot of crap. You know what I'm saying? But he bagged it up, you know. You and Cuz got into a little bit. That, yeah. That went viral. <laughs> well, <laughs> <so tough. laughs> Go ahead, son. Your, your team was so loved in Memphis. I mean, John Hollinger, who used to work in the front office there, would, I remember, I you know, I stole this from him. He would call it Mount Grismore. And you... Marc Gasol, Mike Conley, Tony Allen, like the four faces of that era. I know you still love this franchise, obviously, but, you know, they there is a lot of criticism that they need veteran guidance. Like, you know, if we could drop you in that locker room and, like, as the Udonis Haslam, what would you be telling Ja or Dylan Brooks in general about the noise, about the playoffs? Like, what if you were in that role, how would you handle it? Man, I just... Tell them young guys, you know, it's, it's a different game. You know, it's, it's let's be prepared. Like, you know, they are prepared. It's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, 
everybody know our X and O's. They know our X and O's. We know the X and O's. So it's going to be about Justin. So just, you know, keeping them in the track because, like you said, Mark, every I think all these teams need a veteran guy on their team, you know what I mean, to keep it, you know, to let these young guys know, you know what I mean, because they've been through, the, been through the ropes. We've been through the ropes. So we can help them and tell them, you know, hey, man, let's go. Let's get ready or this, you know, try not to do this or even off the court stuff. So, you know, having that veteran guy around uh, helps a lot. I know you're certainly not there every day anymore, but I, I'm guessing you do make, well, I know you do make an appearance or two in Memphis on yeah. occasion. So oh, yeah. what, what kind of interactions have you had with these guys and how open are they to veteran advice? Man, they open and man, these young guys are good. Great, man. Great young guys. The, the way um, Zach and did, and, you know, guys up there organization building his team is great, man. And the guys, they listen. You know, them young guys are hungry and, um, you know, they want to win and they believe they can win or confident. But not only that, they're good guys and, and they always open to learning more. And, um, you know, I talked to Lofton Jr., you know, I talked to Job, all them guys, uh, Xavier, Spartan guys, and just tell them, man, keep working, man. The sky's the limit. Zach, I, I got to touch on this because um, people don't know City of Memphis ain't no joke. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's shit going on every day in Memphis, man. If you put yourself in the wrong circle of people, man, it, it can it can be costly. The city of Memphis love the Grizzlies, especially when the Grizzlies are relevant, especially when they got uh, guys that they feel that represent them, represent their culture, you know, over there in Memphis. So can you speak to just the the dynamic of, you know, the streets in Memphis and the connection it has to the to the basketball, you know, some of the, you know some of you stars, and and how careful do you have to be in combining all that together? Can you just speak on that dynamic? Yeah, I mean, I think like you know, Memphis this city is you know like it's 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 not you know Memphis got a bad name on like you say is but you know that's any city and yeah. certain parts you know like any other city you be in certain parts you be in, but like you said with that they you know. They are with the team, you know what I mean? And, and you got to, like you said, have, you know, find, the, you know, the good parts and, and 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 still be able to give back to the community like I did. I gave back to the neighborhood, but, you know, I still, they respected me because I respected them. And, you know, I didn't try to act a certain way. I just, you know, I come in there, I, I feed the hood and, you know, I go back and they come support the games. And, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. I don't think, you know, no type of, you know, what level you want the whole city supposed to commute to keep to come together with every NBA team in every city from the poor people to the rich people to the to the in between and bring everybody together. And that's how mm -hmm. I feel, you know, that's how the city of Memphis is, you know. Yeah, they ride they ride and die with y'all for sure. It, yeah, it's for just sure. um, you know, I think a lot of players and to your point, it ain't it's not Memphis. There's it's it's cities all around, but I think Memphis because it's it's so small and you know, a lot of times you guys, especially the, you know, the grind city days, you, they resonate right. with you guys. And so there's, there's a connection. And so, you know, I think it's easy for a lot of, for a few people, it's usually easy for some players to kind of go down that path and start trying to associate themselves with the wrong people. That's right. You know, ha, have you ever had, not, you ain't got to mention names, but have you ever had to, I don't know if that was something personally you had to deal with, or if you ever had to advise other guys on how to navigate. Look, we hoopers. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep that first and foremost. Let's lead the street shit to the to the streets. How how have you had to handle that? 
all the time. I tell these young guys all the time, you know, still, like you said, leave it, leave that, that street shit to the street shit and, and, and knowing that. Cause when you come, like I come from that, I come from the poor neighborhood. I come from mother on welfare, single parent, shoes, killing, seeing that. So it's nothing, but so you stay away from that. And, and if you, that guy's going to respect you and that, you know, they're going to respect you for being yourself, you know? And, and, and if you be yourself, that's what you're going to get your respect. Don't try to be, something that you're not. And I never tried to be there. And that's what I tell the young guys, you know, you know, man, stay, keep, first thing I tell them, stay out of trouble, keep your nose clean, don't get your name and nothing. Cause that's going to mess your money up. So you want to keep your nose clean and you don't want to, you want to stay out the clubs. Cause all that shit I've been through Chris. So I can tell you, I can tell Lofton Jr. I can tell them guys, you know what I'm saying? You know what I've been through. Right. And they don't want to hear it from outsiders. No, but I'm guessing when it comes from you, it's different. Yeah, it's different when, you know, it's coming from guys, guys that they respect and, you know, they respect me. So, you know, and I just tell them, they know I'm going to keep it 100 with them, uh, Mark, and um, that's what I do. When you first went there, how long did it take you to feel, I mean, like now, we, you know, we associate you with Memphis, but how long did that take where, you know? Man, you know, it's so crazy. People don't know my father's from Memphis. Well, I met him when I was 32, but, you know, when I came into the league, me and Quintel Woods, Quintel came to the league my second year. He's from South Memphis. So me and him, we connected ASAP. That was my best friend. So every summer, like I was in Memphis, he was in Indiana. We were together, you know, a summer league after that. So like I already been, before I got traded to Memphis, I already got a eight, nine year history in with Memphis. So it's, it was all love. When I was coming there, I was like, wow, you know, I already got family here. My daddy from here, it was like, you know, it's, it's what God wanted. Zippo, when you think about the era of social media and, Again, we talk about, you know, you being so valuable, not just to the Memphis Grizzly organization, but just people in general, because you've had your, we all have our past. We all have our past. We, we struck. I mean, you guys are growing up with, with millions of dollars at a young age. You're growing up with that. So everything that you're learning, everything you're going through, you're going through in the public eye. Right. And so, but I don't think you didn't have social media early on. <laughs> Thank God, shit. <laughs> Thank God, shit, see, man. Can you, can you, like, like when, you, when you look at the, the social media landscape now and how everything is just plastered out there, like, oh what, 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 I would imagine that's, uh, you can kind of feel for the athletes and the players in that regard. You know, having to grow yeah. up in front of us and have social media right there to kind of just plaster everything out there. And you know, it's so funny. Me and my uh, homeboy, my cousin, we was talking about that the other day, boy. If it was social media back then, man, you you know, you don't know where you would be today, cause man, you know, yeah. and like you said, we all guys young, we all been through it. Like you said, coming in millions of dollars young at a young age, you know, come from poverty, not knowing money, no money literacy or none of that. So just. You know, coming in like that, man. And a lot of guys would have been in some shit, man. That social media would have been, you know, being back around, yeah. including myself. Because, you know, everything you do, now you you got you to gotta live like you, you know, you always got got a camera on you. Mm-hmm. And that, it ain't just a camera, but it's a camera to the whole wide world. And that's the difference. You know what I mean? You all you got to lens everybody, you know, on Snapchat or on Facebook or live. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, so it's always the internet. Yeah, it's one thing. Like even even if even if one of your incidents, you know, is in the press, in is in print, it's in print. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole, it take it to a whole other level when it's on video. <laughs> and then seeing you, right? It's a whole, it's a difference, right? Or even when you're talking on the radio about it or on the TV, yeah. it's still a difference. But then you got that video, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like for you to go to games now as a fan? Man, I love to go to to go watch the Grizzlies. What is that like for you? Man, I love it, Mark. I love it. I love them guys, man, out there, the fans, the city. It's still like it's still like I'm playing. You know, whenever I go to Memphis, I I still get the love, man, and that's my city and, and that's home for me. Always gonna have a special heart, special place in my heart for uh, Memphis. But uh, just going there, man, making feel great, seeing what we a foundation we laid down. You know, that grit and grind. Them, them young guys taking that and still out there grinding it. You know, that's how we was. You know, we, we we were out there. We're grinding. We were tough. And that's the identity they taking. And, uh, man, it feels good to see that and, and that the fans still, you know, know, know the grit and grind, know, you know, what we went through and, and uh, to where we at now. Do you see this team as an extension of that, or should we describe them with different terms than grit and grind? Yeah, we got to describe them a little different, Mark. I mean, you know, Jai is, is different, man. You know what I mean? And just with him and. You know, Jaren down there. You know, I don't know. They, they're, they're. I don't know. Flash Gordon or something. I gotta see because man, they. You know, say special. So you can't. I don't. You know, they are grit and grind. They, they always can keep that identity and keep that in their heart because that's how you. You got to have that heart to, to win. But like, you know, they create their own identity. You know. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Zippo, you're definitely known as uh, one of the heart, you know, heart and soul figures of that Memphis Grizzlies um, tenure squad, grit and grind. But you spent your first six years in Portland, and those are you know coming up, you know young into the uh, into the league. If you're talking, if you're talk, if you're being candid with, I guess a youngster, 
uh, that's coming into the league yourself. And, and the youngster asks you, Zebo, what's one thing you regret in your first three or four years in the league? How would you handle something differently? What would you What would you reveal to them, and how would you? Or what would you tell them? I say, be patient. Um, stay in the gym, like I did. You know, I stayed in the gym when I at a young age. But being patient, you know, keeping your circle small, not going out all the time, not being in clubs, not being seen. You know, every now and then it's okay. You know, but you know, keeping a low profile. You know, you know things like that. You know, that nature, or like keeping herself out of trouble, keeping herself, you know, off the scene. You mentioned patience. You you stepped into a. Let me see, Portland. They were pretty competitive. Who was the vets you had your first couple of years? My my vets was Damon Stoudemire, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. You know, Arvidas Sabonis, Rasheed, Bonzi Wells, Steve Kerr, Chris Dudley, guys like that. Yeah, they were making real, those runs. real vets. Real vets. <laughs> So when you talk about patience, I'm I'm sticking just basketball court right now. We when you talking about patience, like that's kind of tough when that, that team is they're prepared to win it all. Like how how difficult is that for a young guy, you know, coming into the league? Man, that's that's real difficult, you know, coming in the league and you know, back then you you know, guys could sit on the bench, we used to sit on the floor, so Sitting on that damn floor, my ass hurt every night. <laughs> Hold on, you you're the first round pick, Z Bosch doing God, sitting on the floor, damn. man. Every game. But no, it just like you said, just having just just going through that, just and still learning and, and still but having patience, but always, you know, wanting to be out there, but still put your work in and whenever your number called, stay ready. Like when coach called me when my chance came in when she got suspended or whatever for the playoffs. I got that chance. I stayed ready, and I was patient, and I always worked. And you know, I was I was a student of the game. I listened, you know, to all my vets, to all my coaches. When my time was called, I was ready. Yeah. So obviously, we asked you about Ja, what you would kind of, how you would kind of advise him and talk to him. Dylan Brooks is certainly not keeping a low profile. I mean, he's been <laughs> under scrutiny this whole postseason. Um, you know, he's. You know, issued these challenges to LeBron James, which may or may not have been a smart idea. I mean, what, 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 like, what do you, how do you evaluate his approach to these playoffs? I like it. I like that firing. You know, I like that firing. But you know, you, you, as long as you stand up and you stand up and be a man of your word and you stand, you know, take it how it come, win, lose, or draw, and still be the man and still hold your head up and chest out. That's okay. You know, and um, you know he. I like him. I like him. I like him. He's tough. He, he's not, you know, because a lot of these, you know, guys be like, you know, all, you know, now and play nice guy, you know, it's your turn. It's your turn. You know, it ain't like how it used to be. So I think with that, you know, it makes the game funner. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Zebo, I got to come back at you on that. Okay. I hear I hear what you're saying, right? Yeah. So I love it. First of all, I love trash talking. Terrell, Terrell Owens was my favorite player in the NFL when he, when he was playing. Yeah. Cause he, I remember, man. You know, if you if you had a problem with him dancing in the end zone, stop him. Yeah, I had no. And I remember when he did it, and when he was playing the Baltimore Ravens, he would he go scored a touchdown on, on the Ravens and did the Ray Lewis dance in the end zone. I'm like, damn, he did this right in front of Ray Lewis. Love it, love it. So my my thing is, so Dylan, you go challenge Brian. Fine, I love it. But you know, Dylan walked out after the game, didn't talk to the media. 
Stand up. That's the part. Stand up. Stand you got to stand up. That's the part I'm talking about. The man part. Win, lose, or draw. You still got to hold your chest high and your chin up and take it. Well, yeah, this, that. I stood on that. We're going to come back, bounce back. You, you know, that's what I'm talking about, manning up. You got to man up all the way through it. Chin toes down all the way through it. For sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I have no problem with the trash talk, but stand up. Yeah, stand up. Do, do your job. You know, address the media. He deleted his, not deleted his social media, but he like wiped his social media clean and stuff like that. Like, not try, And I don't, because social media is a different, but like, I think so, the, so, the effects of social media has a has had an impact on mental health. And so I don't, like, I don't slight people for how they handle that. But, uh, you know, then Dylan said, you know, the villain role was kind of placed on him by the media and all that. Like, come on now, nah, nah, dude. You know, we can't, I can't roll with you right there. Like, I feel in everything you're doing. Like, I have no problem. You bring in the smoke, I have no problem with that. But you got to stand on it. That's that's the only thing. That's it. You got to stand on it. That's the only thing. Yeah. My bad, Stein. Go ahead, Stein. My bad. I'm going on a, a old man rant. No, it's all good. I really wanted to ask you, you know, two years ago was the one-year anniversary of, of Kobe's passing. And um, you collaborated with me for a, a piece I did on your daughter. And uh, it, I was really honored that you guys, both you and, and McKinley, were willing to talk to me about that. Because I, I just can't even imagine, uh, you know, being 13, 14 and, and losing someone in your life the role that Kobe had coaching these young girls. So just, you know, give, give us an update it's from everything I, I hear. McKinley is just yeah. crushing it and playing fantastic. Just how she doing kind of give us, give us the scouting report on where her game is right now and how much Zebo is, is in her game right now. Man, McKinley, she's doing great, man. <clears throat> they um, number one team in the country. They didn't win the state. They got beat. They won the year before. Um, but they, they ended with still being the number one team in the country. And um, she's been working hard, man. I'm proud of her. Uh, she's a workaholic. You know, not only that, she gets straight A's. She made the dean list. So, like, she uh, on and off the court. Off the court, she's a tremendous young lady, man, and, and respects everybody and, and very humble. And, um, yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know, taught her like that. So, I'm, I'm proud of her, man. As far as the on the court, she, she loved working, man, and she wanted to be the best. And she put her time in. She just got done working out. I just talked to her before this interview. She was working out, her and my uh, other daughter. I got another 13-year-old daughter that plays, too, so they were working out together. So, But, yeah, I'm proud of McKinley, man. I really am. That's dope. Are they both righties, or is there another lefty in the family? I know um, McKinley's a righty. Yeah, McKinley righty. Messiah, she's a righty. My son, he's lefty. He's He can do both hands, my nine-year-old. So they're a little brother. So. That's dope. Zippo, I wanted to ask, you know, looking at your numbers, you know, usually when a player of your caliber exits the league, you start to look at their numbers throughout the career last three years and you start to see a decline in numbers. There really wasn't a decline for you. I mean, your, your last year with the Kings, you averaged around 14, 15 a game. And so I want to ask, how was – how was exiting the league at that point when obviously you still could play? Like how 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 was it how was it for you? That's a good question, man. See, well, you know, you know, around that time, you know, I see the league was going a lot younger and you know, I, I had stuff, you know, was set up in business. I, I I didn't really want to stop playing, but I didn't want to be one of them guys that, you know, go to a team and don't play and they're gonna say, okay, Zebo, just let the young guys play, because I know I could could still play and bring something to the team. So, you know, I just made the decision, man, that, you know, I was 38, 
you know, I probably, what was I, no, 30, maybe 37. So, like, so I was like, still at that age, like, you know, retirement 17 in. So I was like, you know, I could play a couple more years, maybe get bounced around here or there. You know what I mean? But I just decided to just go in and go into with the business, you know, focus on the, the, the music industry and, um, you know, the real estate, my business, and uh, been well. And I have a lot of time with my kids can go to their game. So, man, I was glad I did what I did. So it wasn't it wasn't a hard transition for you? you no, sir. Okay. You, you Your last season you spent with the Sacramento Kings. What what do you think about what they've done? And yeah, I mean, they, they were – they were looking good for a minute in the series against the Golden State Warriors. They were up 2-0. They lost the last three now. But what what do you think of their story? Man, Sacramento is a great organization. Tremendous, man. With, uh, you know, Revec, the owner, man. And, you know, Mike Brown, the coach, what they're building there with, you know, the All-Stars and D-Fox and Sabonis. So I think what they're doing is great. And, and you know, like you said, they're, you know, going to be one of them teams to be reckoned with for a long, long time out there in the West, man, and the NBA, you know. Um, so it's going to be the future is great for them. Last thing, and we'll we'll let you get out of here. Miami just knocked off Milwaukee as an eighth seed over a number one seed. I can't forget that you were part of one of those. That's, there's only been six in NBA history, number eight over number one. There's only been four in the best of seven era. Um, but you guys were so crazy. If I remember this right, and you could tell me if I have it wrong, but I, I think I have it right. The, the Grizz were tanking their way. They wanted to play San Antonio in the first round for some crazy reason, but it actually worked. It was actually the right call. And you guys, you guys knocked them out. What do you remember about that run? That is true, Mark. Cause I, I think like we had during the season or our plan against the Spurs, we had, overall record and we thought we matched up with them pretty good man and um yeah so we were trying to get to the um, Spurs that is true man it was a great great you know part of my career I will never forget I always think about just beating them and that playoff feeling and you know just seeing what it's all about man there's nothing like playoff basketball Zach before you get out of here man I gotta ask you this because I this just came across my desk probably a date last day or so you really paid Jamar Carroll $10,000 for some Air Force Ones? Hell no. Oh, Hell. <laughs> did you see? Did you see him? Did you see him say that? Uh-uh. Lee Carroll? Hell no. DeMar, DeMar Carroll? No. Hold on, man. Hold on. 10000 Hold on. He going to give me some shit. <laughs> Hold on. Shit. Hold on. When I realized that, hey, man, I'm in the NBA. These guys got money. <laughs> My big vet, Zach Randolph, the best guy. There's no fake about him. So one day I come in and he was like, hey, little bro, little bro, come here. And I was like, what's up, what's up, bro? I need you to go get me some white, some white ones. I was like, you what your white ass was? All right, all right. And he pulled out a wad of money. It was like seven, 8,000. He handed it to me. I said, I said, what you need, only one? Yeah, I just need one, just bring me. I said, what's all this? I don't need all this. Whatever the rest, we'll figure it out. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna be smart. He might be testing me, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna grab about eight or 10 of them. I brought him back to change. I think change probably about, about 6,000 probably. And I was like, here you go, big bro. He was like, nah, you keep that. He, he grabbed, pulled out another 4,000. He like, huh, make that 10. Here you go, there you go. I said, what in the world? Where, where am I? <laughs> you said, 
That's cap. That's a crash cap. Like, little brush, that big cap. Maybe a few, maybe a few hundred or something. That's a good story, though. That's a good story. That's a good story. That's a good story. Hey, see, it was a long time ago, man. Let me off. Hell no. Tell him he got 10,000. And Nike sent me Air Force Ones. I ain't had to go Force. Hey, it was a long time ago, man. Maybe he's on memory. Your memory get bad after a while, man. That's my, that's my, hey, Jamari, good guy. That's my, that's my young boy. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Style. We close it out, Style. All right. Well, look, it's been great to visit with you and tell some old tales, but you really think the Grizz are going to win this game six in L.A. and take this thing back home for a game seven? Yeah, I'll be in the building tomorrow. That's right. Bring them good, bring that good aura to the building tomorrow. To them grizzlies, man. You'll get a good seat. Will they get you on the floor? I, I, I want to be on the floor, man. I got caught pair of man. See if you can put me on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be we'll be looking for you. Thanks, Emil, for joining us, man. Always great to catch up. Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This league uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.